Eve, the live podcast, Law of Attraction in Practice, Episode 87, an Alternative Health Tools podcast. Hello. Is it okay if we put music on? We usually play music back here. Yeah, restaurant. kind of a low volume would be great. Okay. Not a problem. Hello again, Joe. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> We're actually rolling. Are we? Yeah, and to distinguish, um, I, I wanted to introduce myself. My name is John Beethan. I'm a podcast producer. I've been doing it 14 years. Oh, <laughs> maybe not that loud. <laughs> <laughs> and the band just arrived. <laughs> And it was Lisa Thorpe and I actually met in 2000, early 2014 in an event at the Thorpe Institute in, in uh, Lucadia. And, I, went, and uh, I was doing some things, uh, selling water filtration and some other things, and had a booth at one of the events you did. And then you invited me to the Wednesday Potluck, which was with alternative health tool practitioners. So I got, after not podcasting for a couple of years, I got really inspired, and we just started podcasting. So I would drag my equipment into Thorpe Institute, and then at some point, you just needed to take a break, huh? Yeah, well, I had to move the office. And we move the office, just, yeah. It's just too much going on. Yeah. Yeah, so then I started doing hosting and did, I don't know, 50 episodes or something. And then kind of the backstory is that a couple months ago, um, I'm a member of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and we have a, what's called a First Friday Breakfast, where like 200-some people get together and have a breakfast, and there's a keynote speaker. And they put you on tables of six or seven. And Lisa was on my table. And when she started talking about what she did, um, I got, it, well, it just piqued my interest, and I got pretty excited. So we talked afterwards, and uh, the rest is history. And How many episodes have you guys done? That's a very good question, John. I think five. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. think five. It's about and, half a dozen, isn't it now? And then you have Claire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to suggest, and you're going to hear me promote a lot, which is if you like what you hear, all you got to do is go to your phone, your podcast app, do a search for alternative health tools, subscribe. And you'll get this podcast episode in a week or so or a couple of weeks. Okay. So you want to introduce your Fiona? Yeah. <laughs> so welcome, everybody. It's um, wonderful to have you here with us today. And I'm Lisa Victoria. I'm a holistic health coach and for anybody who's interested in, you know, seeking more about what I do, you can go to lisavictoria.co.uk and the reason why I'm here is as a coach, you know, we can always develop some more and I wanted to come to America to go to the Solar Palooza. It's a fantastic event and it's all about the law of attraction and positive thinking and the mindset. And when I said to my lovely friend Fiona, who I am now joined with, so welcome Fiona. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. And Fiona is a fellow um, Welsh person, so we're all the way um, from Wales here in Carlsbad, California. And Fiona came on this journey with me. So today I've got Fiona by my side because we just want to share with you and talk to you about what we've learned this weekend and how we can take some of those tools and put them into our lives 
And we're going to do a Q&A as well. We've got a live audience here. So do a Q&A if you've got any questions, if there's anything we talk about that you think you want to know a little bit more about, shout out, ask. It'll be very interactive. So before we start with the Q&A, I'd like to welcome Fiona once again. And, and just Fiona, what, you know, we talked about, you know, what, why did you want to come to California this weekend? Um, first and foremost, to spend some time with a lovely friend. Um, you invited me some time ago. Um, but because of the Solapalooza event, uh, I wanted, I was interested in listening, um, to the activities that were going on and the speakers, uh, that were there and really start exploring more, um, my own possibilities and, and some, some mind tools, health tools we can talk about later to just reset myself after, after the last multitude of years working in a corporate environment and sort of know that what I'm doing is actually okay mm-hmm. um, that uh, I'm not the only person thinking that way uh, and that um, you know the journey I've been on is the right journey and is helping me and certainly after this weekend I, you know absolutely it is mm-hmm. I just want to pick up on something you said that you know thinking this way isn't the right way so what can you elaborate on that a little Certainly. bit more? Um, well, first of all, I, was, I, I grew up in a really small um, mining-type village in South Wales. Uh, the, the whole concept of talking about anything, any issues that you had outside of the family was a, a complete no-no uh, to the extent if, you know, your mother or father got wind of it, or, you know, no food that night, or, you know, locked in your bedroom. Hmm. So... Uh, you you grow up cultured to not talk about any issues that you have or problems that you have or things that are jumping into your mind. Um, then I, I, I move into a corporate world and for, for many years, um, it's particularly in Britain, again, it's another culture where you don't talk about your issues, you don't talk publicly about anything that's going on, even health-wise, family-wise, um, which is affecting you. Uh, I've moved up that ladder, I've moved into some very senior roles uh, in companies and uh, internalised ev- everything and sort of not become a closed book, um, but try to deal with all my health problems or lack of health problems, not lack of health problems, lack of people to talk to and um, mind issues. Wow, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. So when you saw the agenda for this week, what was... Was there one thing or a couple of things that jumped out at you that thought that's going to help me on my journey? I mean, all of it, I, I looked at it and I, uh, it, nothing went, oh, you know, this is woo-woo, go away. Or, uh, and, and to be honest, it's the complete opposite of, of, of that. I was, I was really pleasantly surprised. Uh, and I'll come back to, to why in, in a minute. But all the speakers, um, I'd stumbled upon some some of them, Lee Harris, uh, on on YouTube previously in the in the last twelve months. Uh, kept going back to it. Don't know why. Um, Mike Dooley, you've been you've been talking about Mike Dooley. Now be the train. The <laughs> it's just gone past. <laughs> so I was it's still going. We're clear. Yeah. I was talking about Lee Harris and stumbling uh, on YouTube. Um, Mike Dooley, uh, you've, you've talked a lot. You had uh-huh. a very pleasant experience and seminar with him in, in London. So I, I'd heard that and I wanted to hear from myself because you were so enthused after it. 
Alan Cohen. Just sharing a little bit about that. So I first saw Mike Dooley back in London in February, and he was over um, doing an event with Lorna Byrne, who talks to angels. And it was such a fascinating, fascinating event, bringing you know the angels and your angel guides, spirit guides, together with your power of your own thought and the law of attraction, and. I, I couldn't see when I saw the event advertised how the two would fit together. But when I went, I was actually really blown away mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the whole universal energy, which is what we were learning about this weekend, is we're bigger than what we are in our own bodies and that we're kind of connected to a higher power and authentic self, whether you believe in religion or whether you believe in, you know, we're all just energy. And I couldn't understand how you could kind of mix the science of the energy with religion and believing in a higher power, a God or whatever it was. And that was that was quite eye-opening for me back in February. And, and I think that's what's drawn me here and, and, and really interested me. Um, we've had conversations about the universe and energy, and, and, and I think that's why we get on so well. We, we clicked instantly. Um, and some of the experiences that I've, I've had over the years, but particularly in the last 18 months... Um, really is what's drawn me here but it's it's cemented to me um that that everything happens for a reason and um you know that that's something i think you know i'd like to talk about sometime during during this uh event so here we are in california so we've had an amazing weekend in the sula palooza so we'll just talk a little bit about that now and what that involved so on thursday night we registered and there was a couple of hundred people there yes quite a big event uh, in a local hotel here in Carlsbad and it was just such a high energy and the whole event was around thoughts become things what you think you create you create your own future and quite often as a young child I was taught that if something bad happens to you you should feel bad and it's just bad luck if bad things happen to you And the whole weekend was about, well, if something bad's happened to you, you need to check back in with your thinking because your thoughts become things. And that's quite powerful, really. It's Mm -hmm. like we can affect our health, our lives, what partners we attract into our lives, what money we attract into our lives, what jobs we attract into our lives, what friends, and, 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 and. So it all starts with us and that law of attraction, but it all starts with a thought. So... One of the biggest things that I learned this weekend is if there's things showing up in your life that you don't want, you're working from the wrong energy and from the wrong thoughts. Mm -hmm. Would you say? I I definitely agree with that. Um, That people say, oh, you're really lucky. I think it's the same thing. Well, you make your own luck. Yeah. Uh, And and for me, it's it's taking that concept a bit further. Mm Mm-hmm. So with the weekend, we had many, many speakers. We had Mike Dooley. We had his brother, Andy Dooley. We had Alan Cohen. Um, oh, many, many more. Um, people from television shows, crystal healers. It just, the list was vast from thoughts to actual physical healing. Can you share with me some of your main highlights and takeaways from the weekend? After the train. <laughs> Maybe that's a sign from the universe. The train's <laughs> just gone by. <laughs> exactly. So, 
First and foremost, what, what I've enjoyed the most about the weekend is being in, in, a, in a room and an environment full of like-minded people mm-hmm. and feeling free to talk, um, free to feel, and free to discuss all, all the things in Britain you can't discuss and quite often at work you can't discuss. Um, and and that's, that's been the, the biggest part for me is, is starting the rest of my life. Um, there, there are Alan Cohen. I, I really enjoyed his talking. Uh, very authentic, very caring and compassionate. Not saying that the other speakers weren't, but that's something that, that, that really has hit me. The, the, the audience, the, the people, and I, I've made friends for life there. Um, listening to their stories, sharing my story with them. Um, I, I, like I say, it, it, it's, it's like it's freed me. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah the f- feelings, uh, you know, the love that was in that room. Uh, and again, growing up in a corporate world and, and South Wales, you know, you... You didn't even get told you were loved as a, as, as a child, and then to be told you're loved by complete strangers. That's powerful, but it's, it's, it's the sort of thing I like to do myself, and then thinking, am I strange for doing this? And then realizing you, know, you can meet another, you know, a TV producer, you can meet a doctor, you can meet a film star, you can meet somebody that doesn't work, um, and they all feel the same way that I feel. Um, and that's a huge takeaway f- for, for me in, in that, conventional thoughts conventional medicine conventional health doesn't work for everybody i'm not i'm not saying that you shouldn't have it and i've i've got conditions where i have to use some medicine at the moment um but i think it's what works for that person and we we've had some discussions you've helped me with with some of my stuff um in that there are alternatives and and to me it's like a concertina let's work it from both ends if the tools are there use them and just picking up on something you said there, you said there was so much love in that room and you felt loved by complete strangers. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest takeaways from the weekend is they talked about we're either working from a place of love or fear. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me because when we're working from a place of love, like Fiona's just said, you can you can love another human being. It doesn't mean to say you're in love with them, but it's holding them in a space where you can just see the real them. When we're working from a place of fear, we're working from a place of scarcity and lack. And one of the exercises we did, didn't we, which was quite powerful, is we had to sit opposite a partner and we had to look them in the eye. And just, first of all, we had to look them in the eye and see their physical being. So you would just see how old are they, what's their hair color, what do they look like on this earth plane. But then they went deeper, so they did a guided meditation. They said, right, now start looking into that person's eyes and start looking into their soul. Who are they as a soul? See their love, see the real them, not just what they are in physical form. And I had the pleasure of doing that with my good friend Fiona, and that was a real powerful experience, and a lot of people in the room felt really uncomfortable with that because how often do we have that space and time to connect with others? And ultimately, that's all we want, isn't it, is is to be loved, to be happy, to feel good. I I think the other thing from that exercise as well um, that I've taken away is you don't always need words to to learn about somebody. Um, I have to be honest, initially it felt a little bit uncomfortable for me, um, particularly because I know you, um, or I thought I knew you. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and looking you know deep into your eyes into in, into you and and I guess how we reacted but how we felt about that it, it really you, you, words aren't always the answer it's feelings and that's really powerful too because they say don't they language is only a tiny percentage mm-hmm. whereas actually body language is such a bigger percentage and it's that energy that you get off that body mm-hmm. language and that communication and, and trust in your instincts and your intuition yes that that that's you know something i've always pushed away yeah and um not anymore lovely mm-hmm. one of the, the biggest things this weekend um listening to the speakers is we talked about dreams and we talked about you know why aren't people living their best lives why aren't we doing the jobs we'd want to do or having the best relationships we want to do yeah, quite often when I talk to clients, they feel stuck. They feel stuck in a job. They feel stuck in a relationship. They feel stuck because there might be a fear of not having enough money or not having security or not having love, whatever that might be. And one of the things this weekend was about have that dream and don't be afraid to go out there and get it. But to be able to go out there and get it, you've got to dream first completely agree with you there lisa and you know it is fear that that stops you i mean i've been tremendously lucky in the the jobs that i've had and the people that i've met along the way um but it it all leads to something you have a good job you have a good house you have a big car you could you go to all the events i know i'm living in a house that's way too big for me i don't need a huge car i want to do other things I want to move. I fear what other people will think if I go and move wow. into a smaller house because they know me in the big house. So, so you're right. It's 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 fear that stops you you doing the, those things, and you know it's moving it's moving on from that because actually what it would do is free me if I moved into a smaller house. I don't have to work so hard to pay for to keep in the house. I don't have to work so hard to get the big car. So that's going to give me what I want, but I still fear what others will think because I'm doing that and I need to I need you know the reality is people don't actually spend that much time thinking about about those things of other people they're too worried about their own fear aren't they and what's wrapping Mm -hmm. up in their lives Mm -hmm. you said that you're working from a place of fear and worrying about what people think which you know we've all been guilty of and and we all Mm -hmm. still do if I was to ask you in that situation then because you said you work from a place of fear you don't need a big house but you worry what people think if you were to work from a place of love, what could that look like? Which is a big question on the spot. Um, I think it's living my life without fear. That, that's the, the, the biggest, you know, what would it look like? I would move back to the sea. I love the sea. Um, and I'm, I live in a place in the UK you couldn't be further away from the sea. Um, and, I, and I, you know, I feel complete. Complete? No, that's wrong. I feel like a different person when I'm by the sea. I was born by the sea and it, it'll, it'll always draw me back. And the energy of the sea for me is, is hugely important. Hugely important. Uh, as for where I live, what, what I, I, I don't visualize. I, I don't have a vision of, of the house that I live in. Because to me, it's become unimportant anymore. That's, you know, the house and the, what's in that house is just stuff. Mm. Um, and I, I, I almost started the journey several years ago. I lived in Australia, Melbourne for, for three years and I shipped all my belongings, uh, out there. Um, when I came back, I decided to not bring any of it back other than the sentimental things. Like wow. I gave it all away. Um, found somewhere to live. And, and what have I done? I've just built it all back up again. Hmm. Um, and now I've got all this stuff, so I need the big house to keep the stuff in. So I think I, I'm not trying to think about 
the style or the type of house that I'm living in. I just know that it needs to be by the sea and it just needs to... I've always made a good home and I've always made an environment around me in that home that makes me feel comfortable and safe. Um, but realising that you, you you can build anything to make you so safe, that feeling can be taken away uh-huh. um, so quickly. Um, so I think it's about being safe in yourself, yes. wherever you are. And one of the things that Alan Cohen said this weekend is about being your authentic self. And what you just described mm-hmm. to me there, Fiona, is that your authentic self is someone who feels really happy and themselves, their authentic mm-hmm. self by the sea. Yes. That's where your soul wants to be. Yet the fears crept in and kept you away from mm-hmm. that dream. We talked about dreams this weekend one of the things that they said is have the dream. So get fall in love with your dream, but divorce yourself Mm. from the journey and the how. And I love that because it's not about trying to have it all figured out. What steps do I need to take? What house do I need to buy? Where does it need to be? You just need to know that your dream is to be by the sea. Mm. And Mike Dooley said, if you've got a dream of being by the sea and you throw that out there to the universe, then let the universe take care of the rest. Is it going to be in California? Is it going to be in Australia? Is it going to be in Wales? Who knows? Whereas if you put conditions on your dream, there has to be in Wales and it has to be this house, then the universe can't do its work. The universe mm-hmm. can't figure out the how for you. And that was the biggest message for me this weekend was have the dream, but go big with your dream. Go vast with your dream. Don't try and pigeonhole it into mm-hmm. something that then the universe can't figure the rest out for. So with Mike Dooley, one of his dreams was to have, you know, um, a really nice, abundant, creative, fulfilling career. He didn't say he wanted to be a speaker or an author because then that confines down the possibilities. I, I agree with you. It, you know, we, we take it all into our personal life. Um, even, even in work, I, I run large programs of, of transformational work, but we never start off, well, I've, you know, I've got to write a plan with every task. We write off what's the end result. And we've got to, I've got to learn to apply that in my own life. That's big, isn't it? And we do it in our work lives, but we don't often do it in our personal lives because we're always so busy doing that we're not focusing on what our dream is where where do we want to get to and we talked about it didn't we in terms of it's almost like a, a sat nav or um i don't know how you call it in america well it's not sat nav in america a gps and it's almost like when i get in my car at home i put the end postcode zip code into my gps and it might take me an hour's journey to get there and it'll program it all for me I don't 10 minutes into the journey then start panicking thinking I'm lost because I'm going down a road that I don't recognize and that I have never been down before. I trust the journey. I trust the process. I trust I'm going to arrive at my end destination. That was big for me this weekend that you've got. and, And Mike Dooley talks about taking away the cursed house. You might end up going down a route that you're not sure why you're going down that route, but it's getting you to your end result, which is your dream. And, and he called it the Bermuda Triangle, didn't he? Yes, he did. You know, the, the cursed house. And, you know, you, you might have to navigate around that Bermuda Triangle, but don't worry about what's in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when he talked about the Bermuda Triangle, he was, you know, talking about don't worry about the hows, don't be too specific on your goals, because when they become specific, 
you're almost shutting out other opportunities and possibilities. So you've got to think about what you want in your life. And for him, it was it was four things, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So it was um, a fulfilling career, love from friends and family, um, abundance and wealth. And then there was one other. I can't remember. And I can't remember either. But the, the point of that is they're really generic goals because if you're abundant in health and wealth, then you're going to be healthy. You don't have to be specific on I need to go to the gym or I need to do this. You just need to have that dream of what you want to attract into your life and let the universe take you on a journey. And I know for me, a couple of years ago, I said to myself, I am fit and healthy. And I didn't, I knew I wanted to, because I had chronic fatigue syndrome and I'd been struggling with this. So I thought, well, if I just have my dream as being someone who's fit and healthy, Mm -hmm. then the universe will guide me on my journey. I found, you know, the ketogenic diet. I found intermittent fasting. I found, you know, the mind coaching. And I found the right people at the right times Mm -hmm. who helped me on that journey. I And I, I could never have made that up in a million years I could never have planned that path out but it just happened because I had a wide goal have you had anything like that Fiona? I I have Lisa Um, and I've only recently started talking about it to to people outside of my immediate um, circle so I've always had some feelings. I've always felt energy. Um, it's it served me really well at work. If I'm honest, I can walk into a meeting room and I can sense, you know, what people are thinking, and I, I've been able to use that in a in a, in a, in a positive uh, way. And I've always gone through cycles in work. Um, you know, I do transformational programs. I, I go through a lot of burnout with that, so I take lots of time time out. And about 18 months ago, I was I was almost having a sense of doom. Uh, I was agitated, I, a lot of anxiety. I, I didn't know what it was. Did I need to change my job? Did I, you know, was my mother going to die? I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, I'd been having ailments. I'd not been feeling well. I had extremely low energy. Um, but again, over the years, I've put that down to work. I travel internationally. I'm not eating properly because I'm at that hotel. I'm sitting on a plane. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Never being my own advocate to really piece anything together there, there was one day I work from home I'm very fortunate when I'm not traveling uh, and I I, I, I I was pacing I, I felt strange I went to bed I thought I'll, I'll go to bed early I'll settle myself in um, I, I live alone at this stage and I went to bed I took took myself off it it was autumn fall um, and I started hearing some really strange noises outside. I thought it was the wind blowing fences over or pots over. And then I thought, hold on, wind can't blow a pot over. Then I then I heard some banging. And um, long story short, uh, I I got broken into by four men in balaclavas um, while I was while I was up in my bed. Um, I had to lock myself um, and call the police. The police were fantastic. Um, but that led to a whole series. I, I had anxiety. I couldn't sleep. So um, I've always tried to avoid sleeping tablets. I took myself to the doctor. Um, some follow. I was getting better. Some some follow ups. And I just, as an aside, mentioned a few symptoms that I'd, I'd been having. Um, referred me uh, initially, thinking I, I had cancer. It's it, it's okay. I don't. Um, whole series of events. What what turns out is I actually have Crohn's disease. 
Um, no, you can look back, and I, I'm, I'm, I feel the best I've felt in a very long time, many, many years. Um, yes, there, there's some certain medication I take, but I've, I've looked at all sorts of alternatives. I've, I, by accident, started on intermittent fasting. I do things like three-day fasts. It, re- it really helps me. You've introduced me to keto. Um, and through that anxiety, you helped me with a, a, a lot of thoughts. But it would be very easy to look back at that and thought, oh, my God, that's a horrible, horrible, horrible event. I see nothing but positive from all of those events now because if I – obviously, there's been messages the universe has been trying to deliver to me. Go to the doctor and sort yourself out. Work less. Take the stress out of your life. Um, so it needed to deliver one hell of a big message to me, and that was the burglary. That took me to the doctor. Being a little bit more open and talking to the doctor has got me to the health place that I'm in now and has actually got me to Solapalooza, sitting with Lisa, sitting to lovely ladies talking about my experience, which I would never have done two years ago. I don't think I'd have done it six years ago. So, you know, the, the, the burglary happened for a reason. And, and I can remember explaining it to, to one of the health practitioners that I saw when I'm listing out the medications you're on and I was on some anxiety medications and I, and I shared that story and she cried. You know, that I, I didn't see the negative in it. I've, I've taken the positive from it. And people have always said that about me. And I, and I think that's the important is that everything happens for a reason. It might be a bad event, but I truly believe now from a bad event, good will come. That's really powerful what you've just shared. And it's fantastic that you can see the positives in it. The universe is always listening and the universe has always got your true authentic mm-hmm. self um, in its best interest. And if you're not listening to the gentle nudges, like you say, it's going to deliver you one heck of a whack to try and wake you up to realign you. And it's taking those signs, taking those nudges to say, am I living my authentic life? Am I on track with who I really am? Or am I just playing this game of life and fitting in with who I think I should be? doing the job that I don't want to do because it pays my bills and I'll be happy when I retire or I'll be happy when I've met the right partner. If we're living on purpose and we're living our authentic lives, then everything else can just fall into place. And I had a lovely conversation with Alan Cohen and he said, when you're living your authentic life, he said it flows. It's like a stream. You're not battling against it. You're working with it and everything just happens naturally. Everything just flows I love what you shared with us and thank you for sharing, Fiona, because that's some really personal information. Has anybody got any questions at this stage on what we're talking about or anything that's resonated with them? Please feel free to. I'm um, curious about something. Um, you, know, you talk about um, not setting limits on what your dreams are. You know, you're just talking about, I, I, I want to have, I want to be healthy. I want to... Uh, live in abundance or whatever and, and not be specific because at the same time you also have to be able to be aware and see and, and notice things that are coming to you you know that um, if they do or don't align what um, healthy alternatives to, can come to you and you might not even have your eyes open to it I certainly, yeah. So, so, so whether, whatever your goals are, if you, you know, you can put those those dreams out and and let the universe, you know, take care of it. But, um, but if you are not um, 
if you don't have your eyes and your ears and your heart and awareness to receive, then all those things are passed along. So can we just clarify the question? So for people listening, listening to the podcast, if they haven't heard it, so what I'm hearing from you is that it's, it's good to have a dream, but if you're not, you haven't got your eyes open and your heart open, then you might not see the signs in terms of what path you need to take to get to that dream. Is that your question? So how do you, how do you open your... Well, I'm not sure that that... I, I wanted to make that as a point, but I found that for myself, I, I do need to be a little more specific about what my goals are if I know what you know sometimes I just you know you might not know but, um, but um, sometimes being being very broad doesn't get you where you want to go I'm not just. I, well, the experience, the experience I've had is, you know, I wanted to be healthy for about ten years. I wanted to be healthy. I didn't want to look at my watch at six o'clock in the evening and go, "Is it too early to go to bed?" Um, but I didn't set out. Uh, you know, I, I want to be healthy, but I still want to be working. Um, you know, it, it just happened. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think I would have been exactly like you. Uh, at that point, he's like, how am I going to get healthy? Well, I'm going to go and book the appointment at the doctor. I'm going to insist on certain tests. I had no idea what those tests needed needed to be. So I think if I'd have focused in on those specifics, I'd have done Dr. Google and I'd have gone down a train of being something different and I may have missed what the true cause was because it is a difficult um, uh, disease to, to diagnose. And, and for, te- for 10 years, I've been treated, you know, I thought I had stress. I thought I had a, a bug. I thought I'd moved to a different country and... Um, and I had a gallbladder problem. And I think if I'd been specific and focused on, well, let me go and get my gallbladder tri- tested out. Let me do this. I would, we'd never have got to that diagnosis of Crohn's. So I think by just saying, I want to be healthy, um, you know, Lisa talked about the little, little nudges. Those little nudges become big nudges and bigger nudges. Um, so it's, it's for, for me, that's a great example of I want to be healthy. I, I, I want to be, energetic again I, I, not not happiness and because and, and, i didn't do that specifics yeah maybe there are some there are some areas in, in your life where you do need more specific if you, if you already know some particular things that you want like for example I, I would like there are particular places that i would like to spend some extended time and i know those places i don't know how i'm going to get there and that's not the concern for me yes. and i know that it's like for example uh, I would like to spend the summer in Alaska. Don't know how that's going to happen, but I want it to happen. I don't really. really it, it, know it's happened to me by default through work as well. Mm-hmm. In um, and this is where I've partly been living it, but not realizing I, I was living it. So I, I love travel, and uh, you know I've wanted to travel to some, some far and fetched places. Um, I've wanted you know the next best job, um, I, but I've I've never actually said right. I want to be uh, CIO at this particular company and I'm going to talk to this person. It, it's actually just happened for me because I, and, and I've, I've traveled all over the world and phenomenally so. Uh, you know, I've been to th- Australia three times this year already, all across Europe. I'm in Carlsbad now. I never, I didn't realize this was what I was doing. I wanted to travel. I wanted a good job and, and they've come to me without me actually rightly or wrongly and i'm sure there's 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 professional coaches out there with that, that won't agree it's it's this has worked for me because i've just trusted in it i didn't realize that's what i was doing and this is why it's been so refreshing i wanted a good job i wanted to travel the world and it's happened for me that's that's that big goal and that big vision and not attaching 
the hows. And the question is, is do you need to be more specific sometimes? And one of the things that we talked about this weekend is vision boards. And yes, it's absolutely fine to be more specific. So for me last year, I put on my vision board, Colorado, May 2019, and a red sports car. And in May 2019, I was in Colorado in a red sports car. Yes, you can have fun with it. But the bigger goal for me wasn't that was fun and you can manifest stuff from the universe and you can put, you know, places on your vision board if you want to be a bit more specific. Mm-hmm. What we're taught, what, what I'm talking about is the, the general big dreams and goals is if I've got a fulfilling career, it might be that I end up writing a book or it might be that, you know, I end up doing something completely different that I hadn't even thought about because by chance I've opened my heart and I've opened my eyes to the opportunities that come to me and say, do you know what? I'm going to give that a go because that sounds like fun. Whereas if I am so specific on a goal that I want to achieve, then sometimes you, I can be a bit blinkered, which I've been guilty of in the past. If I'm trying to get from A to B and I've got my blinkers on, then I can't see what's going on around me because I'm not open to other opportunities. So it's having that vision board for the fun stuff. And one of the things I said this weekend, which I loved, is there's no point having a vision board in the backseat of your car if you've not put the car into gear. (laughs) So you've got to take those actions towards it. So one of the things I was saying is, you know, if you want to go on holiday to a specific place, put it on your vision board, but then get out there and have conversations, talk to people, Go to the, the travel agents, look to see where you would want to go, what hotel you'd want to, you know, stay in. And then you're putting that energy out there to the universe. So then you will attract the person into your life to, to have that conversation with. And, and, and that's important. What you've just said about, you know, putting the car in gear and having the vision board. Originally this year, we were going to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd started getting specific on when, where we were going to stay. And then we didn't throw it away. My, my work schedule changed it. Uh, but all we said is, let's travel somewhere together. And, and here we are. And, and I, I, I wouldn't swap this experience in this last weekend for anything. Same. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure sharing it with mm-hmm. you, Fiona. I've been reading a book um, by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and that's along the um, neurological and why is he in? <laughs> Lisa's got a thumbs up and uh, yeah, I love him. That brings the science to the law of attraction and the neurological pathways. So any listeners out there who are thinking, well, it's all very well and good and having a dream and things don't happen to me. Actually, they can because what happens when we change our thoughts is we create different neurological pathways in our brains. The synapses fire and they get real strong pathways quite often what we've done is we've learned over the years to fire the wrong pathway so I don't have any luck things like that don't happen to me well I can't live my dream yet because I've got and we make excuses and what Joe Dispenza Dr. Joe Dispenza says is you know have your dream but practice thinking those thoughts as if it's already happened because when you bring it into the present tense as if it's already happened, the brain doesn't know. We we look at our physical world and we think because it's not showed up in our physical world yet, it's not coming. And that was the other thing we talked about this weekend, wasn't it? Is you've got to trust that you're having these thoughts now as if you're already living that life 
And guess what? Then opportunities just start aligning and things start coming into your life. It reminds me of a conversation we were having um, this, this weekend in, you know, we, we separate so much our mind from our, our body. Mm. You know, if we break our leg, we don't say I've got a physical ailment, you know, or I've got a physical illness. You know, if we, if we have a anxiety, we've got a mental, a mental illness. Mm. And we're very lucky in the UK at the moment. It's, it's a really uh, talked about subject. Even the royal family are, mm. are, are talking about it. But I think, it, you know, the science behind it works for me because I'm quite an analytical person by, by nature. You know, if you've if you've got an ankle injury or you've had a problem, you'll practice your proprioception and you'll balance on one foot and you'll work on it and you'll do it every day. And that's I think what you're saying is you need to retrain your brain, retrain your thoughts. Even though you're being open, you've still got to keep thinking them for the brain to reprogram itself and the mind to reprogram itself. It's having a dream, but they're not thinking that it's going to happen. <laughs> so if you've got a big dream that, you know, we've met so many amazing people this weekend. And there's one lady, Kristen, who really oh. touched my heart. She's an American, amazing singer. And she's just, she put it out there that she wanted to be, you know, an award-winning singer. And by chance, her, her partner's got a boat and they were down in the Bahamas um, d- d- doing some volunteer work and she bumped into someone her her boyfriend bumped into someone who then introduced her to a producer so she couldn't work out the how and it's it's talking about not worrying about the cursed house but just know what your dream is and she really kind of gave me some inspiration this weekend because she said I know this is going to happen this is my dream I am going to be a famous singer and I know this is going to happen and she's already started firing those new neurological pathways so she hasn't just got the dream and then thinking well maybe it'll happen or maybe it won't or maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I won't meet the right people because that's all negative thoughts that aren't going to help her bring her dream to fruition so it's about having the dream but like Fiona says is having those thoughts and taking those steps as well to really feeling it as mm-hmm. if it's already happened to create that the other thing that she said that she practiced is she um she journals she calls it holistic journaling and she journals about what she's doing but she's she's journaling about the fact that she's won her grammy she you know she, she'll say oh last night was really good the award ceremony was was great and anything she wants to happen she brings it in as if it is happening right now or it's already happened and that's certainly something that i'm going to take mm-hmm. away because i i love my journal and i think it's it's great for processing um but i think i've always been afraid to to say it out loud or, or write it down and and and, and absolutely that that is it you've got to put it out there i've, I've accidentally been doing it mm. and, and I, i'm gonna live it again now uh, the, the other thing that Kristen said with the journaling is she mixes in what she wants with what she's got because the brain doesn't know the difference so if she's wants to be a famous international singer she'll write i am a famous international singer but she'll also mix that in with something she's already got. So I am living on a boat because they, they live on a boat now. So it's about mixing everything in to bring it all together. Does anybody have any questions or any kind of, yeah? I do. So is there actually an exercise you could do? An exercise we could do? We've talked, yeah, we've talked a lot about it. But is there something any, anybody here could actually do? Sure. So we just had a question, is there an exercise we can do um, 
to help people think about dreams. So one of the, are you okay if I go with us? Certainly. So I want you all to think about a dream that you have, and it could be big or small. It could just be a holiday you want to go on. It could be a life-changing event to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. So just have a focus on what dream you want to achieve. And then I'd invite you to grab a piece of pen and paper and just write down what your current thought and feeling is about that happening and coming to fruition. And just notice where your mindset and your feeling is right now. You might be quite surprised because it might just give you that consciousness to think, actually, it's my dream, but I'm not quite believing in it or I'm not quite having those amazing positive thoughts. So whatever comes to you first with that dream... What thought and what feeling? So is that like, oh, I'm not quite confident about making it happen. I'm not sure if, if you know, it, it could possibly happen. And then what I want you to do is then take that to the next level and think, okay, so if that dream were to have come true, what thought would have served me best and what feeling would have served me best to bring that dream to fruition? So just take a moment now to think about your dream and think about really dialing up that thought, get those synapses firing and get that feeling working for you. So get that confident feeling, that knowing feeling, it's going to happen. It's what I truly deserve. They then took it to another level where your dreams come true if you're writing a book, what you did to get that book published as if you've done it did I, did I go to networking events what did you do to make it happen pretend it's happened and write down what you did to get it there so was it a conversation you had mm-hmm. with someone did you um, just start writing your book <laughs> did you did you contact a publisher even if they said sorry I'm not interested mm-hmm. what steps did you take that took you on that journey and it might have been a long journey it might have had some twists and turns on the way but what did you do that ended up bringing that dream to fruition I think we'll I'll leave that, that one with you and we'll come back to that later yes. <laughs> But it's a really good one for the listeners to do at home as well, is if you've had a dream and it's not come to fruition yet, just sit down, think what your current thoughts and current feelings are and what action steps you're taking Mm -hmm. towards it. And if it's nothing right now, just take a step, even if it is just every day journaling in the morning and thinking, this is what I want, this is how I'm going to show up in the world, whether it's just going out to a coffee shop this morning and telling somebody about my dream because you don't know who you're going to meet in that coffee shop. So just have your dream, focus it every day and show up, take a step. Mike Dooley um, shared a story uh, about he and his brother Andy Dooley used to do this every morning. Um, uh, they'd have a five-minute conversation and it would be about, so, you know, Andy, can I borrow your jet today to go to, to the Bahamas for a conference that I'm, I'm having? And Andy's going, no, no, we've got the barbecue today in the new mansion that I've, I've bought. You know, they had this, you know, it, it's fun. They had a conversation about it uh, and, and it, it was about saying those words out, out, out alive as well. Um, it, find a like-minded person to speak to and, and share those dreams and thoughts with. Wow, what an amazing weekend. I mean, we could talk forever, couldn't we? 
Yeah. So we we you know we could talk forever. I think. What was your biggest takeaway, and, and what can we leave with the people in the room and our listeners in terms of if they are excited about going on this journey but they don't know where to start? I what think would they do? I think where to start is is you can write it down, you can you can talk about it, but just believe in yourself um, and set yourself free. Um, there are plenty of people out there who think the same way that we we think. And, and trust in yourself and your instincts that that's the journey you need to take. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us today, Fiona. And thank you for you guys for being here and supporting us. It's amazing. Thank you.